Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911, TGIF. Thank, Thank God, God I am forgiven. forgiven. Welcome back, family. This is Jesse and Anita. Uh, Tobias and Sarah and uh, uh, Prisca and Aquila. Aquila from the yes, they're <laughs> yes. such great role models. Boy, I hope to be with them. <laughs> exactly, we hope to join the company of Saints yes, them one day. Absolutely, we got a great spiritual warfare show. You know, this is Friday's a spiritual warfare uh, with a with a, with a Catholic couple. Yes, uh, uh, the 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 Latin lovers of liberty. And the and Latin our, lovers of our, of our Lord lady. and our Lady. Absolutely. Yes, yes. But also that's lovers of liberty. We're all about absolutely. We're freedom uh, in Christ. That's right. Right? Liberty in Christ. So liberty in Christ. I want to freedom remind you that the month of February is the month of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, yeah. and Joseph. Yes, and we're to honor them. Um, every time you pass by a church, please honor them or in your heart when you pray. Yeah. You know, mention end, them. Yeah. Good way to end your prayers. We've been doing this for yeah. a long, long time, years and years. Mm-hmm. We'll end our prayers. We'll say, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. We love you. Save souls. That's what that's we That's the way we end our morning it. prayers, evening right. prayers with, with that mm-hmm. uh, doxology. Right. Right. And then also uh, the month of uh, uh the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Well, we know that every, the first Friday, but I just want to just mention the the promise of this of the second month. It's um, I will establish peace in our homes. So we, especially right now, there's war in Europe right now. Um, there's a severe conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine. So we want to just uh, pray for their. Make sure you mention this uh, uh, to bring peace to those two countries and to the world. And into your own homes, because it starts with the home, the domestic church, to bring peace in your home. Yeah. And what better way is to bring the sacred heart of Jesus in your home and make oh, him the center. Also, pray the family rosary every single day. Ab- pray the yes. rosary every day. Our Lady said uh, that we could stop wars with praying the rosary. Wars are as a, res- a result of sin. Right. And pa- Father Patrick Payton, Payton he... Was prom- he pro- promoted the the family rosary? Why to fight communism? That was one of his objectives to fight communism for the evangelization of the of the people. And that's what we're seeing right now all over the world: the yeah. infiltration of communism. It's yeah. here in America as well. It's, absolutely. Okay, let's talk about how to recognize spiritual attacks. Yeah, that's our article for today. It's uh, from Spirit Daily. Mm-hmm. Spiritual attacks are more frequent than ever and ever, and here and there are ways to win the battle. There are external situations that make us vulnerable to demons. For example, gentlemen's club, uh, porn theater, mm-hmm. uh, any you know, vice, nightclub, right? Any, any, any vice, you know. Mm-hmm. For example, all the changes and inconveniences that we have suffered during the health crisis. Then it happens that many people become depressed. Mm, yeah, we've seen that. We've heard a lot of people become depressed. Permanently anguished, mm-hmm. demoralized, bitter, confused, which leads them to take, which leads them to resort to taking medication. Now, there's nothing wrong with medication per se, but mm-hmm. if if you think that medication is the answer, that's mm-hmm. a problem. The answer is Jesus, mm-hmm. a relationship with Him, the sacraments, prayer. Right. Because we're all going to die. Our bodies are all going to break down. Right. First and foremost, seek Jesus first. Yeah. 
And then, then Jesus, yeah, then yeah, medication. Yeah. Right. The article says, or simply to think that the only solution to the problem is for the pandemic to end. No, yeah. the, the solution is not political. The solution is our Lord Jesus Christ right. making him right. the king of your heart and the king of the world. Mm-hmm. But they do not realize that they may be suffering from a demonic attack, which is not cured by medication or changes in the health crisis. A demonic attack is part of the spiritual warfare that the evil one has unleashed against you, against all of us, essentially. Right, right. We've all been unleashed, absolutely, the demonic as well. And the only way to emerge this victorious, to, to emerge victorious is to fight it with weapons of spiritual battle. And what are they? Otherwise, it may take a long time to come out if one comes out at all. Let me mention one thing. Yeah. The devil is alive and well in the world. St. Yep. Peter told us, the first pope in the Bible, 1 Peter 5, 8. The devil is roaming around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. John the Apostle, 1 John five nineteen says mm-hmm. that the whole world is under the power of the devil. Mm-hmm. That's established. Christ right. calls him a liar and a deceiver. Now, what are the weapons that are, that's what we're going to go through in this article, the weapons that God has given us for the mm-hmm. spiritual battle. Right. So um, we're going to get, tell you that there's going to be 10 signs that indicate if a person is, is under attack and uh, we'll under give spiritual you, attack. under spiritual attack and we will give you the antidotes that must be activated to win that spiritual war and expel expel the negative influence from your life. So first, we're going to give you the 10 signs that if you're spiritually attacked. OK, and then we will give you the antidote, which so is problem solution. solution. Right. So if you feel restless and overwhelmed these days, uh, the article says, uh, the, the, the author says, I must tell you that you are feeling what many people feel because we are facing a demonic attack like never before. And it is global throughout the planet. It's not just you who feels this way. So what this, the author is saying, it's everywhere. Lot, many people feel this way. The evil one is on, is the one behind all this trying to destabilize you so that you fall. You must be clear that the goal is to neutralize you spiritually so that you move away from the only safe source of peace and protection. Here's a a point that I want to make. This is called spiritual suicide. What Mm -hmm. Satan does is he tries to get you to focus so much on the world. And when you do that, you start getting depressed. You're full of anxiety, despondent. Mm -hmm. And what does he do? He starts pulling you away from God little by little because you're focused on all the problems of the world mm-hmm. instead of focusing on a relationship with Jesus Christ. And this is what's called spiritual suicide. He starts moving you away from a life of prayer, mm-hmm. a life of contemplation, contemplating God, a life of the sacraments. And now he isolates you. And that's exactly what he wants. Yeah. The, uh, the author continues with, therefore, you must understand that the only way the only way to not be affected by this attack is to remain spiritually strong, firmly united to divine providence. That means God. As the branches are united to the tree that gives it life. And that the attack always works trying to produce confusion, emotional weakening, distraction from the main focus of your life and fear. That's an important point. Fear mm-hmm. is one of the 14 emotions the catechism says that all human beings have. Uh, this comes from St. Thomas Aquinas. Fear is not necessarily bad. I mean, fear, if, if if somebody's breaking into my house at night and I have fear, somebody's breaking in, that fear could lead me to grab my gun and defend my family. Mm. So fear is not a bad thing. It's what no. you do with it. Right. But if a fear par- if fear paralyzes you. And your spirit. Yeah. You know? And like, yep. oh, no, get yep. away from me. 
I gotta wear two masks yeah. and a and a, and, and, and a, and a shield. shield and a face shield. <laughs> Get we away see from that me. a lot. Gotta, now, that's exactly what the devil wants. He wants you to have an inordinate fear. And I think that we see who are the ones that are fearful and those that are not. Who's or who are, are are just pushing right through and see the 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 veneer of the devil trying to yeah, because cover it. We're pushing yeah. through because we yeah, trust we're pushing in through. Jesus. Right. We yeah. trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and and guess what? The only persons that we fear is the Lord. The yeah. Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I fear the Lord. I don't fear anything else in this world. Right. I'm gonna die one day, my heart's gonna stop. What are you afraid of death? Right. If you're in a state of grace, we are in Jesus's palms. What are you afraid of? Yeah, there's nothing to be afraid of. And what does it say? 366 Way times a day. Times, do, right. not do not be, be afraid. afraid. In the Holy Bible. Yep. And it does so through lies and deceit, even for the sources that you previously believed to be trustworthy. And know the article is saying, watch yeah. out for the mainstream media. Right. The mainstream media. If you're the propaganda watching. media. Yeah, the propaganda. And I have to admit, CNN, MSNBC. Yeah. Those are leftists. Some of Fox in the morning some, people. Yeah, some yeah. of Fox. A yes. little bit of Fox in the evening. It's, it's, it's to the right. But. You know, because they best we want to look at something that's best going to best reflect our values. And look, at, when you look at the news, any news, here's what you want to do. Yeah. You're a juror. Right. What does a juror do? You sit back and you listen to the evidence. Mm-hmm. You can tell when you're getting BS. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes. as a juror, you should say, okay, this is false testimony. Mm-hmm. Or as a juror, you know, this is authentic testimony. Mm-hmm. My spirit bears witness that this is true what he's saying. One plus one is two. The sky is blue. My spirit bears witness that that's true. Mm-hmm. Every one of us yep. is a juror. But some some channels, some stations, the mainstream media, they're not even worth listening to anymore because it the lie is so continuous. Don't even waste your time being a juror. Yeah, and it, it, remember, it's a formation of conscience. That's how, as a juror, you're going to be able to... Uh, decipher what's true and what's false. Okay, if you're not formed in the teachings of the Catholic Church, you're going to believe everything they say. Yeah, and too you many know? Catholics are not formed. They're not Their formed, not and formed. that's why a lot formed. of a lot of, many many Catholics they always lean the left, and they're leaning to their detriment. You know, voting for people that are not. Uh, that uh, want to kill babies. Kill ba- that's, that that's, the bottom line. Babies. that's the bottom line. Yeah, the bottom the line left is the kills abortion. babies. Absolutely. I'm just going to yes. say it real, real yes, plainly. Yes, yeah. Okay? That's yeah. satanic. Any any uh, show that you listen to, any politician, any person that that says, you know, I think abortion's okay, you don't listen to them. They've already Turn have a it char- off. There's a character flaw, isn't there? Yes, that's, that's Luciferian. Already. Absolutely. Don't even listen to them. Oh, we're getting all amped no, up. No, oh, no, shoot. No, no. <laughs> okay, let's get back. Okay, let's get back. <laughs> let's, get, let's gather our thoughts. Let's gather our thoughts here. Okay. <laughs> so the... So how to detect that the devil is attacking you spiritually and not that you have a psychological problem or have had some bad days? Then I'm just waiting to hear the music. Ah, there she oh, is. there's our mother. Ho- the Holy Paws. Holy Hope. Holy Hope. <laughs> the mother of our Redeemer is here. Thank you, Mother Mary. We'll we be love back. you.
Are back, Jesus 911. Friday show, TGIF. Thank God I'm forgiven. I thought I was going to say, Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> and by the way, Friday, what on Friday, what do we focus on today? Uh, in today, usually for this is the month of February, there's no uh, we focus on the devotion of the passion on Friday because you know, every day of the week there's a certain devotion, and it would be the passion today's Friday. Yeah, what a what a thing to focus yes. on. That's the fastest way to become holy, mm-hmm. according to the saints, F- meditating and focusing on the passion of Christ. Uh, so let's talk about 10 characteristic symptoms that you should attribute to the spiritual attack. And the first is extreme frustration. During a spiritual attack, the enemy uses a variety of circumstances to oppress your mind and bring you great frustration. The person perceives himself as in a state of siege on the edge of the precipice and, and anxious. By the way, that happened to me right before the, the, the prayer rally uh, over there in the Scottsdale where the mm-hmm. Satanists came to do a conference, I felt exactly mm-hmm. that for about three or four weeks before the actual event. Exactly that description. I knew I was being under, under attack, so I, was, yeah. I just bumped up my spiritual warfare prayers. My sac- I just made sure that I was praying every single day even more yes. because more I did feel usual. those spiritual attacks yes. as uh, that Satanic conference was coming to town. Yeah, so the second uh, spiritual attack uh, you feel usually weak and tired. It's like lack of knowledge, lack of energy and vitality are often the result of a prolonged attack. Nervousness, lack of sleep, battles over your health are its first fruits. So This is important because I also felt mm-hmm. the lack of vitality before the satanic conference Yeah, you do, coming. you do. You just want to sleep. And my wife was mm-hmm. just saying, you got to get to bed and get seven to eight hours of sleep. And when yeah. I would do that, I felt great that like last night mm-hmm. I got seven hours of sleep. So yeah, because I feel great. Even Father Ripperger has mentioned that when we're weak, when we're we're tired, you know that it's easier to get Attack. attacked. Yeah, because if mm-hmm. the body's physically tired, tired. remember the yeah, body you... and the soul are interconnected. Mm-hmm. The the soul acts through the body, so the body's tired already. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to impact because we're connected. It's we're we're you know one is uh, affects the other. Vice the body yeah. affects the soul. The soul affects the body. Yeah, rest spiritually is. Is, is important as well as physically. Yep. Yep. The third is lack of peace. The enemy bombards your mind with dispersive thoughts and permanent temptations in order to steal your peace. The mind becomes irritated and you feel exhausted. Yeah. The devil does attack the mind and the imagination and he attacks it through the emotions. Yeah. The fourth, lack of spiritual passion. The enemy tries to steal your tenacity for the things of God. So, you know... When he wants you're to make fit, you lukewarm. Yeah, lukewarm. Make take your off your game. Keep your focus off off God. What when you keep your focus off God, what happens? You keep your your eyes on the world. Yeah, and it's that's dangerous. why the one of the, our favorite verses is is keep your eyes on Jesus, yep. the author yep. and, and finisher of yep. our faith, Hebrews twelve two, and it's right here in in our studio here, mm-hmm. uh, where we record these shows, right over the computer, a little bit off to the left. I have the holy face of Jesus. It's been there for years. I don't know who who gave it to me. So it's it's right over my computer. And and there's a prayer there. And I say it every morning. Lord Jesus Christ, by the love you bear us, cause the light of your holy face to shine upon us always. I say it three times. Uh, The holy face of Jesus was given to us as a devotion to stop communism. Mm -hmm. And so I try to say this more as one of my morning prayers three times a day. 
uh, uh, three times in the morning when I say it. The so fit, point number five. Yeah, yeah. The fifth confusion about your purpose. During a spiritual attack, there's often great confusion about your spiritual path. Bad motions start by bringing confusion. There you go. You start, what's my purpose? Am I doing the right thing? Am I headed in the right direction? You start questioning yourself. By the way, the Bible says that God's not a mm-hmm. God of confusion. He's a God of order. Yes. Uh, confusion comes from the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sister Lucia calls that diabolical disorientation. Mm-hmm. And the confusion that we have in society, I'm a girl today, I'm a boy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's, that is diabolical disorientation at its finest. Yes. And so let's, by a life of prayer and a life of faith, that brings order, even right. order to our intellect, the way we think. Prayer brings order to your intellect. Prayer and, and the sacraments, uh, an assiduous life of receiving the sacraments and living a virtuous life, it brings order to your mm-hmm. life. And that's what we need in America. Yeah. We need to return to a moral order right? because the devil has taken us down a path of disorder right, starting, that, starting probably from the 60s. 50s yeah, and that's 60s. why it's important for the, the head of households to have a moral ordered life, a life of prayer, virtue. So then those under their care, their children, will also start their, you know, they have a, a guiding post. They have someone to, to guide them and to direct them. You know, and, and it's only by the grace of God, but I know a lot of good men that had kind of bad fathers or they were orphans or mm-hmm. or they were adopted into. Yeah. And they didn't have really good, uh, good role, role models. models. Yeah. But, but by the grace of God, God yeah. just kind of sheltered them under the shadow of his wings and they grew up to be good men, good virtuous good men. Good men, good virtuous. We know one. Yeah. Mike, the guy, uh, our, the event coordinator from the last event this past weekend, he was actually adopted. That's right. He, But he's just a good, solid, moral man that's taking taking his faith and his family by the horns and doing uh, just... And is just, leading them to and, Christ. Yes, uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah that's someone that... Point number six, invite six strong drive to get out of your purpose. Every believer is born with a unique purpose and God also gave him unique gifts and graces to fulfill that plan. An attack will overwhelm you with thoughts of quitting and leaving the position. This is one of the main purposes behind spiritual attacks. By the way, that's happened to me. Not Mm -hmm. very often, but you know, every couple of years I say, you know what? Oftentimes I get attacked even from people from within the church. And I say, you know what? I mean, I should just do something else. I'm, I could do other things. I've got, you know, two degrees behind. I, I have good presence. I have good communication skills. But then I say, no, this is what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. God wants me to share the gospel, uh, teach, lecture, uh, you know, evangelize. This is what he wants me to do. So I always just say, you know, I reject those thoughts and I just keep and I stay the course. It also mm-hmm. happens to have a wife that believes in, 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 in what we're doing and, and, and the mission of the church, which is a salvation of souls. Yes, that's where the marriage comes in. Seventh. You go back to old bondages. The person is often pushed into negative cycles from which he has already freed himself. The enemy wants to enslave you once again in the same old bonds. He can discourage you by convincing you that your sins are not bad enough so that you stop thinking that you commit sins or don't go to confession. I think that's common with men. Yes, yes. They, a lot of, a lot of, I talked to a lot of men. Hey, when's the last time you've been to a confession? Jess, I got nothing to confess. Mm-hmm. I think this is the, one of the tactics of the devil is to convince mm-hmm. most Catholics, that you're good, you're good. You yeah. don't have to go to confession. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to confess. 
and again, it's because Catholics, they're not prop, uh, most Catholics are not properly formed with the Ten Commandments and mm-hmm. the seven deadly sins. If you just knew those 17 sins, you'd make a good confession and you'd be doing it very often, like once a month. Yep, at least once a month. Absolutely. Eighth, Eighth. Mm-hmm. you stray from healthy relationships. When, when ancient iniquities begin tempting you, the next sign of spiritual attack is sure to be pulling away is, is is sure to be pulling away from godly relationships. I saw that as a young man. There was a lot of guys that I hung out with that I started seeing. Wait a minute, other than karate and boxing and maybe police work, mm-hmm. I got nothing in common with this guy. And so very early on in my life, like thirty years ago, I started cutting mm-hmm. re- like ties of of, mm-hmm. of people that I had recreation with sports, yeah. people that I worked with in law enforcement, and I started and finding, also even also some. People outside of law enforcement. Yes. We had we had relationships. Yes, with. secular relationships mm-hmm. that I knew that that we were going in two opposite directions. Mm-hmm. And very early on in our marriage, we started looking at people that wanted to follow Jesus, were were mass attending Catholics, and and one and, and had a life of prayer and a relationship with God. Yeah, those people just had the same goals as us, and we're still friends mm-hmm. with them today. A lot, many of them. Yes. So ninth, it seems that you have changed your values and priorities. Sometimes it is such a massive attack that it seems there is no attack, but that you have simply changed. There are times when it seems that all the resources dry up at the same time. The attacks of the enemy are for you to take your eyes away from God and put them on on money and other pleasures. So That's the, what our Lord says. Uh, you can't serve God and mammon. Mammon right. was a demon also uh, back in the Old Testament. Uh, in, in the sacred scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. can't serve God and money and there's too many people. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them, the Bible's even clear. It says that uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. And because of that, many people have lost their faith. Right. They, they become, their business becomes lucrative or whatever whatever they're in. And they just, oh, I don't have time to go to mass because I'm working here. Oh, I don't have time because I have a convention here. Oh, I don't. So then there you go. They start Strain away, strain away. And God takes a back seat to mm-hmm. everything else. And once So God that's a form a back- of idolatry. It is. A, it really. Compl- it's mm-hmm. a violation of the first commandment. Mm-hmm. The first commandment is the most offensive mm-hmm. commandment to yeah. God. That's why he put it first. Mm. So anything that takes a place of God, sports, mm-hmm. golf, yeah. money, business, out, whatever. Whatever takes a place of God, especially on mm-hmm. Sunday, is idolatry. It's idolatry. And, and St. Paul talks about the New Testament idolatry in Ephesians 5.5. 5. He says it's... It's uh, sexual immorality and uh, the love of money. He said mm-hmm. that's the New Testament idolatry, yep. sexual immorality and the love of money. So that's something that we all have to make sure that we have uh, we have properly ordered and don't let that become a disorder in your life. Yeah, the 10th attack. You question the, di- the direction and calling that you have clearly felt. As the enemy attacks the life of a believer, he begins to give him reasons to give up the very thing God calls him to do. This is one of its main tools. He unleashes confusion, shame, intimidation, and a variety of vile feelings to create a cloud of uncertainty. When several of these things happen to you, you should be aware that you are under attack. And what does St. Faustina say about this? Uh, She says, uh, so the Lord said to St. Faustina, she said, my child, I want to instruct you on the spiritual struggle. Never trust yourself, but abandon yourself 
totally to my will. By the way, that's there, that's, yeah. that's the air of, of Satanists and Luciferians. Mm-hmm. They live by this one verse from the Satanic Bible, which says, do as thou will, that is the whole of the law. Mm-hmm. So Satanists and Luciferians, they don't trust in God. They trust in themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ, our Lord, told St. Faustina. Abandon yourself to my will because if you follow your will like Satanists and Luciferians do, following that satanic Bible verse, you're going to crash and burn. You're going to make a mess out of your life. And in fact, that's exactly what happens. Right. All these 10 attacks show us that how the devil doesn't sleep. We need to be aware of that, that from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep and during even also in your sleep, you'll be attacked. Those are called nightmares. Okay, that's why you need to put the shield. What's the shield? The shield of prayer, the Eucharist, confession. And living a clean life. And living a clean life, a virtuous life, a life of virtue, not a vice. Once you start getting back into vice, you're opened up to the demonic. Yep, and you attract them. Absolutely. Okay. Angels go where they are called. Demons go where they're not resisted. Yeah. Jesus 911. We'll be right back. Yeah, Stick around. Comes a holy pause. More spiritual warfare. Ora por nobis. Your beauty and your grace are the bright new dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. So tenderly you hold us in your arms. Your beauty and your grace are the bright new Whenever you feel some attacks coming upon you, you need to rebuke the attacker even if you don't mm-hmm. see him because he's there. Uh, all you got to do is just name the demon like this. Demon of sloth, I reject, rebuke, and renounce you. R-R-R. In Jesus' name, go to the foot of the cross that he may do with you as he wills. Uh, I reject, rebuke, and renounce the demon of envy, anger, lust, gluttony, avarice, pride. Renounce and reject you, rebuke you. In Jesus' name, go to the foot of the cross that he may do with you as he wills. And remember, you can only do that for yourself. Yes. You can't do yeah. it over anybody. Don't no. put your hands over them and and do that. You don't. You got it. You could teach them. Say this. You can teach them by doing that, but do not. Do not. Because you're not a priest. You're not a priest. You're not. And you you may not have authority over them. Yeah. You just, but you have authority over, over yourself. Yes. Full authority. Absolutely. 100% you over yourself. Yes. So this yeah. is something that should be. This yeah. is called self-deliverance. Right. This we, is not go to the basement and set up a deliverance ministry. That's not what this is. Right. Absolutely. It's a self-deliverance. Yeah. We have control over our own souls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Own body. Also turn to St. Michael the Archangel, the Blessed Virgin Mary, above all our Lord Jesus Christ, so that they ex- so that they expel from your side the demons that are trying to tempt and neutralize you. Uh, many exorcists give us very valuable information on how to expel these demons. Number one, in relation to yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, they've driven up in, with the power of Jesus Christ and you have 100% authority to do this mm-hmm. in relation to yourself. And sometimes St. Michael the Archangel comes into battle and threatens the demon with a sword by doing that simple St. Michael the Archangel prayer that we've been mm-hmm. taught. And also any Marian prayers. Demons are afraid of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. Once the, fa- the, uh, the famous Father Candido Amantini asked the demon that possessed a person a question, uh, he's the one that was Father uh, Father uh, Gabriel Amorth's teacher mm-hmm. uh, before Father Gabriel Amorth was the exorcist of Rome. The demon said during a session, uh, or, or Father Candido Amentini 
told the demon in a session, why are you more afraid when I invoke Mary than when I implore God himself? And the demon replied, I feel more humiliated being defeated by a simple creature than by God himself, close quote. So in other words, mm-hmm. break his power over you with your faith in God and his promise of eternal life in heaven and protection on earth. Uh, and again, demons flee the name of Mary. Any mm-hmm. Marian prayer that you start invoking, these are yep. prayers of supplication, petition. Demons will flee your presence. They cannot be in the... When Mary shows up, mm-hmm. demons are gone. Yep, they're gone. That's why we... That's why what's... What do we do? Pray the Holy Rosary. <laughs> Honor our mother. She is a mother of God. <laughs> Don't forget, she's just the, she's, she's here to protect us. But let's say, let's talk about the break, the attack of the five don'ts. Okay. So let's do, do not forget who made you and what he has done in your life. So God has equipped you and you will be able to overcome through him. God is endlessly more powerful than the devil. There is no comparison whatsoever. Remember, the devil and God are not on equal planes. God God is omnipresent, all-powerful, and all-knowing. All-knowing, and the devil is a creature. He's limited. He's limited. He's a creature. He's limited to what God permits yes, him to know, right. to everything. So there's no comparison. So don't ever think they're even. I know there you see some memes that where God and, and, Jesus, and Jesus are doing the arm wrestling. No, they're not the even. The devil and Jesus are That is incorrect. False meme. False. Yep. Okay. The second one, do not abandon the time and place of prayer, the sacraments, and Eucharistic adoration. And read scripture. Perhaps, you know, you could do Psalms or open the Bible. Uh, let, you know, just sometimes you can let the spirit turn the pages for you and direct your eyes. I myself, this is how I do it. I just read the daily mass readings. They're, they're already set for us in the church. Open them. What, what's the readings that they read? The first reading, the responsorial Psalm, the gospel reading. And there's something that's going to stick out to you. Then you can meditate on that. It's already done. You don't have to do this random opening up. Just look at the the daily mass readings. I'll tell you why it's important to to read the daily mass readings. There's two reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one, St. John Chrysostom says, doctor of the church. Mm -hmm. He says, when you open the Bible and read it, when demons see the the owners of the house reading the word of God, demons flee the house. Mm -hmm. They can't be in the presence of somebody reading God's word. A. B, St. Jerome says, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. Mm-hmm. Too many Catholics are ignorant of who Jesus is. That's why, again, they vote for the party of death, and they do mm-hmm. all kinds of things yeah. that are just intrinsically evil. Right, like, they're not forming themselves like the with the Word of like God. The of the house. Yes. They do things that are intrinsically evil because they're not well-formed. Mm-hmm. If you're reading the Bible every day, you're not going to be voting to kill, to legislating to kill babies. Right. And the third reason why you should be reading the Bible as well is uh, Saint, Dr. Scott Hahn says, when you read the, Bible, the the daily mass readings, like you said, mm-hmm. you're reading the Bible with the heart, heart of, and the flow of the church, mm-hmm. with the heart and flow of the church. There's rhythm. Our church has rhythm. Yes. You like know, a dance. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. The, the fourth one is do not abandon places of power. Your church, your family, your works are places of power. So don't abandon them. That's the, where you have power. The devil power wants in, you not to go to mass, not right. to go to your prayer group, right. Bible study, your men's group. That's what he wants. And places of power, what? Power in Christ. Yes. That's what he means, power in Christ. Yep. 
He's, he's the one that wants to tell you, again, to abandon all these things that are pious practices yep. that are going to get you to... That are Christ-centered. And that are going to build virtue. Christology. So do not abandon the power that, that the group gives you. So that is... It. So it's good to be around people who can give you wise advice, faithful and simple friends. So those people that, that you want to talk to about whatever issue, make sure those people are people of God, that they're practicing their faith. Yeah, don't let don't rent your mind to unbelievers. Don't right. don't don't let them rent space in your mind. That are gonna take you off course. Yeah. They can take you off course. Also, do not disconnect from pastoral protection. Many times there are people under attack who who refuse to be helped. They refuse to go to confession or spiritual direction and, and hanging out with friends of faith. That's the antidote. Mm-hmm. And and breakthrough weakening and oppression by praising God. When you start feeling depressed, you feel like some oppression coming on you, mm-hmm. start praising God. Yeah. De- the wanna, Bible says yeah. in Psalm 22. Yeah, I want to mention something about the do not disconnect from pastoral protection. Also, you're getting pastoral protection at Mass. After the, when God, I mean, when the priest, when you first enter the beginning, when you say the sign of the cross, there you go, getting the blessing and the exit before you leave. The priest is giving you, you protection, blessing. gives you the blessing. That yeah, blessing he gives you the blessing. Gives you protection. When the right, priest protection. blesses you, yes. he's giving you protection. That's, so, that's the understanding. That, that's so the that's Jewish part, understanding. That's an addition to this uh, pastoral protection. Right. Especially you single women. Yeah. That when are a priest single. raises his right hand after Mass and yes. he's giving you the final blessing. Mm-hmm. A blessing Take also it. protects <laughs> you from demons. That's the, that's the Hebrew understanding of a blessing. Mm-hmm. Right. Not, not only, he not only calls God's goodness and bele- mm-hmm. benevolence and kindness yeah. upon you, it also protects you from the diabolical. That's the Jewish understanding of a blessing, and that's what happens at the end of Mass. Right. You don't do the du- Judas shuffle, leaving before the, the blessing. Yep. Okay. So, uh, again, a- another way of breaking like the oppression or mm-hmm. obsession, mental attacks, start pr- singing to God. Mm-hmm. old praise songs let your heart go to the lord mm-hmm. give thanks and praise to god the enemy never triumphs when you start singing to god mm-hmm. uh, when you start singing psalm 22 i forget what verse it is he says uh praise uh, uh god inhabits the praises of his people in other words when you start singing to god mm-hmm. it starts lifting your spirit yes. up number one number two yeah. it, it, it you're surrounded by god in this great cloud of witnesses that's why david that's how he uh drove out a demon from king saul back in first samuel 16 he just began singing to god Mm-hmm. And 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 the praises to God is what caused the demon in Saul to leave him. Mm-hmm. And you know, don't be afraid. You know, I know mo- a lot of you listeners are are very traditional, but you know, there's praise and worship music. That's okay outside of mass. Absolutely. Remember, Jesse and I, we we love praise and worship. You know, but we do it outside of mass. Yeah, that's a different. During mass, it should be mass, sacred music. Yeah, sacred music. Yeah. Right. So there's a difference. Yeah, yeah. there's a difference. So, um, yeah, even. Uh, hum songs, old praise songs, let your heart go to the Lord. Also, break the vicious cycle of fear with love. The Bible tells us, St. Peter says, or St. James says, uh, perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. And and St. Saint Paul says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and, and, dis- and a disciplined mind. Mm-hmm. So no matter what Satan tells you, it's not the truth, but it's a perversion of the truth. Because whenever we bow to the devil's force instead of God's, the quality of our life is reduced. Something in us dies and when we believe a lie, and also uh, also do these practical things, here's a couple of things you should yeah, do. Yeah, you should do. You should avoid places and people that exude negativity because they are contagious. 
Yeah, because some people are some people are that that uh, are negative. They are contagious. So turn off the media that misinform you with lies. TV, social networks. And you know which ones they are. Yeah, you know we've already talked about that. Yeah. Use holy water at the first sign of an attack. Start signing yourself with the holy water. At the slightest sign, pray until you feel calm, strong, and calm Returns return to you. you. Let calm return to you. You could do prayers such as Jesus, I trust in you. Those are arrow prayers. Mother, I trust in you. The ro- pray the rosary, the chaplet, divine mercy, the the prayer to the uh, uh, Saint Michael the Archangel are, are are healing. So just get away from crowds. You could do that. Take a, or you could take a walk along the water or through a field or, or the desert or the desert at. wherever you know. Enjoy God's and just creation. enjoy creation, right? In short, spiritual attacks are very common nowadays. All of us are being attacked. Priests, bishops, pope, everybody's being attacked. But many people go through uh, them without knowing it. And it's true. They don't know how to deal with it. So thinking they're, and, and a lot of them start thinking they're experiencing a psychological problem or depression or something that has happened to them that has changed their lives. And once one problem, once they feel one problem, it could lead to to leads to uh, to another they get caught up in the vicious cycle that prevents them from leaving so uh we're going to be moving on to another topic on the next segment we're going to be talking about misunderstandings of diabolical activity Mm. it's an article by father dave nix a well-written article but i hope this has been helpful again this is just a, a way to understand how we're attacked and oftentimes the diabolical attacks us physically to get to us mentally. Yep. Exercise. Eat right. Get a good night. And don't sleep. focus on the attack. And don't focus, focus on, on the Focus on prayer life and get and becoming holy. Like our Lady of Guadalupe. The Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant. Jesus 911. Jess and Anita. Anita. <laughs> Tobias and Sarah. <laughs> Prisca and Aquila. Aquila. We are here, family, back. And we're going to continue. Actually, with it's it. Aquila and Prisca because yeah, Aquila, he's, yeah, they he's have the them. man. Absolutely. That's the proper I, order I agree with you. Aquila and Prisca. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> Father Dave Nix wrote an article called Misunderstandings of Diabolical Activity. We'll go through it. Question number one. Mm-hmm. He's a, a he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, yes. And he's a and uh, he's a goldmine of information. And I, uh, I cherish his friendship. Yes, we Question do. Question number one. This group is so evil, do you think they're possessed? Father answers this way. He says, many people seem to forget that mortal sin is worse than diabolical possession. Mm-hmm. Bingo. I love that answer. We've been saying that. I've been, I've been yes. saying that for years. Mm-hmm. While it's true that many traditional Catholics are right to be shocked at the level of, at the level of evil unabashed across the entire globe... I fear that many good Catholics forget that mortal sin is when evil possesses your soul, mm-hmm. albeit in a depersonalized way, whereas demonic possession is when evil possesses your body, mm-hmm. albeit in a personalized way. Yeah, Father continues well with, well, I grant the 
the fact that a personalized demon inhabiting your body sounds worse than depersonalized evil in your soul. It's just not objectively, objectively objectively the case in the spiritual life. We need to remember that a life of quiet mortal sin is worse than wild diabolical manifestations, which I have seen, by the way. Go ahead. Another thing to remember is that sometimes very holy people, like victims of abuse, can occasionally be under a full diabolical possession, even as they occasionally live nearly sinless lives. On the other hand, some people are so deep in mortal sin that they are in a state of, quote, perfect possession, unquote, meaning that they are in cahoots with the demons inside them. Such, quote, uh, perfectly possessed, end quote, people can go about their professional lives with no manifestations. It's obviously pretty scary that perfectly possessed could happily go about a business transaction with us revealing nothing schizophrenic about themselves. Wow. First, yeah, there's, I'm, I think we see a lot of people that we could suspect yeah. that are for example, perfectly uh, possessed. Yeah, possessed. There's books written like Father and Morth and Father for Ted, mm -hmm. two renowned exorcists. They say that Hitler and Stalin, both mm -hmm. of them, both these exorcists say that they were definitely perfectly possessed. I can see that. Per perfect mm -hmm. possession. Let me try to describe it. This is people are perfectly possessed mm -hmm. when they their lives are steeped in mortal sin, and they're mm -hmm. hardened in that position. And so, as Liber Cristo teaches, they've made themselves psychologically compatible with a demon that identifies with that mortal sin. Mm -hmm. uh, Killing. That's what. <laughs> remember. Our goal, the catechism says this, tradition says this, scripture says this, our goal is to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Demons are usurpers. Mm -hmm. They want, they're, they're interlopers. They want to get in between you and God. How do they do that? Mortal sin. Mm -hmm. They separate you from God, Isaiah mm -hmm. 59 verse 2. They separate you from God. There's a chasm. So yeah, so they create a chasm. Mm -hmm. Now they want to have a relationship with you. By yep. especially a demon, like if you have anger issues, lust issues, sloth, avarice, gluttony, that demon that's compatible with that sin, that identifies with that sin, is going to try to have a relationship with you, just triggering and, and attacking your lower faculties, the mm -hmm. emotions, and, and, and those areas of concupiscence that you struggle with. The demon wants to have a relationship mm -hmm. with you. That's why you'll find a lot of people that are possessed. They'll say, when they'll talk to people like myself and mm -hmm. Anita and others, they'll say, there's a constant voice in my head. They'll mm -hmm. say, there's a running commentary. It won't go away. It only goes away when I start praying. Mm -hmm. When I'm in adoration or doing something pious, it goes away for a little bit. Then it comes back again. Because demons want you to have a relationship with them and not with God. Here's another thing I'll say about perfect possession. Mm -hmm. The first time I heard that term was from Malachi Martin. He started using that word back in the 60s. And Malachi Martin, the way he just, I, Father Malachi Martin, he just says very simply that perfect possession is a human person that aligns his will perfectly with Satan. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, King Pharaoh of the Old Testament mm -hmm. in Egypt. He was an evil man, had a hard heart, hated God, and he aligned his will perfectly with Satan. And he's probably paying the price for it right now. Yeah, probably.
So, barring these two extreme examples, most people end up under diabolical oppression or obsession or possession through their own sins. Sins, especially sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance, and also first commandment sins such as the occult. So, yeah, abortion, that's one of them also, right? That's one of the sins that cry yeah, out to heaven. Yeah, sins that cry heaven. And open doors in one's soul through which demons can enter. Yeah, the occult. The, the occult, occult opens doors. Yeah. In short, if you don't want demons affecting you in any other way besides temptation, then you must start standing up against your daily temptations. The number one reason Liber yeah. Christo says is that mm-hmm. people become diabolically afflicted at some level mm-hmm. is they don't know their faith. Mm-hmm. So what, what am I going to tell you? Know your faith, study your faith, and live your faith. That means live in a state of grace. Pursue holy habits. We call this a life of virtue. Here's yeah. a second question that Father uh, Dave Nix answers. Yeah. They ask him, can you do an exorcism on this misled family member of mine? Father mm-hmm. says this. <laughs> People who ask this question think of exorcism as a magic trick. The truth is that no exorcism can be done on an unwilling subject. Bingo. He just yeah, said everything unwilling. right Unwilling. You have to have cooperation. The act of the will. Yeah. Exorcism <laughs> can only be done by someone who puts up no major obstacles, we are impediments, mm-hmm. to living a Christ-centered life. So, even if an exorcist would first ask, is this person willing to live a Christ-centered life? Sadly, the answer is usually no. Therefore, even the most powerful exorcist in the world can do nothing for a person who does not want to live a Christ-centered life. So uh, I would just say that the person must remove all impediments to grace, that's mortal sins, mm-hmm. return to a life of prayer, the sacraments, and holiness. This makes the person incompatible with a demon, and now the person will self-deliver very easily. Mm-hmm. In fact, exorcism on someone not interested in ment- maintaining a decent prayer life after deliverance would perfectly fulfill our Lord's words. And when an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I I will return into my house from whence I came out. And coming he findeth empty, swept and garnished. Then he goeth and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. So that's it. And the last state of that man, that man in made worse than the first. So shall it be also to this wicked generation. You can find that Matthew 12, verse 43 to 45. Also remember that supernatural faith must come before the sacraments. Whereas most people today don't trust a preacher, they will trust a friend. So put all of this together and, and most disturbed people in your life need a Catholic friend long before they need an exorcist. Mm -hmm. Again, friendship leads to supernatural faith. Supernatural faith leads to the sacraments. Mm -hmm. Usually, except for cases when Catholic exorcists agree to do exorcism on Protestants, the sacraments like confession are required before an exorcism, Mm -hmm. provided that the person is even proven to be under a diabolical oppression or full possession. Mm -hmm. So, if you really suspect a friend or family member of yours is under diabolical influence... Don't just pawn them off on some priest. Mm-mm. Even if you if you were truly positive a friend were possessed, something many people get wrong, you have to take the longer path of befriending him or her and then sharing the gospel with them and getting them an old school catechism and eventually the baptism and or confession. And only then do you contact your pastor who will then contact the diocese 
who then may contact the diocesan <laughs> exorcist. It's also good to share with your loved ones an article that Father Dave Nix wrote called The 15 Mortal Sins that many Catholics are missing in their confessions. Yeah, I think that's where article, people miss it. Yeah, I think that's where people miss it. They think it's only evangelize the ones that are not possessed or are not afflicted. Oh, give, feed the hungry. You know, the, this is corporate works of mercy. So the power of exorcism is partly dependent on the current holiness of the church. All older exorcists claim something happened in the summer of 1963 that made exorcism start to last years instead of days. Such exorcists would be the first to tell you that exorcism is not something you want to bank on right now. Anyone from St. Teresa of Avila to modern-day exorcists will tell you that the best preventative way of exorcism is to do mental prayer. That's called meditation on the Gospels. Meditation on the gospel is not only filling one's heart with Christ, but it is protective. It protects. Uh, uh, yeah, protects your imagination. Has yeah. access. You have access to the, the, your. Yeah, because demons yep. have access to the imagine, to yes. mind and the imagination. imagination. Meditation, yeah. meditative prayer is one of the best right. ways to protect that. In fact, the Father writes, some of my best priest friends in deliverance ministry. Will, will not even evaluate a potential energumim, a possessed person, without that person proving he or she can go 30 days under a particular prayer regime. Yeah, that's regime. the key. Yep. Yeah. The late Father Gabriel Amorth, former exorcist of Rome, believed that at least 25% of Italians in the 1980s were involved in the occult. Wow. I suspect those numbers are even higher today. Probably. But there's also good news. Many people are not praying the daily rosary. The Thank daily rosary Jesus. is the best preventative way against future exorcisms for your family. Uh, Father uh, Ripperger says that he doesn't know of any case in 15 years mm -hmm. of being an exorcist of people becoming possessed who pray the daily rosary. <laughs> Many men are also fasting with Exodus 90, which fulfills the gospel's words uh, of, of Mark 9, 26 to 28, that some demons can only be driven out by prayer and fasting. Finally, there are good prayers that Anita need pray every night. What are they, Anita? The Exilion Christian Arm Prayer. You can find that. There's an app, org. Or you can find them in Jesse's book, Lord, Prepare My Hands for Battle. Or Father Ripperger's Or Father Ripperger's, yes. Or Father Deliverance Prayers in Action. And um, Exilion Christian Norm Prayers may be helpful for some people who live in grace, pray the daily rosary at least five decades, and have their spiritual direction permission to do, do those uh, Exilion Christian Norm Prayers. If you can't do them, at least pray the rosary. The St. Michael Prayer and the Lorca of St. Patrick every day. Wow, yeah, thank a, you. Yeah. That's the Thank wrap. Thank you, Father, for, for Thank this you, Father wonderful, Dave Nix. Great wonderful article. article. Yes. Well, it's Friday. Yeah, TGIF. Thank God we're for, yeah. we're, I'm forgiven. Right. And we'll see you next month because when we come on next Friday, it'll, it'll be, be the March. first Friday yep. in March. Have a blessed weekend. Yep. Yes. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful, yep. and God will hear our prayers. Yep. Up next, Gary Machuda, hands God on apologetics. God love you, holy family. See Coming you next to you time. from the Midwest Command Center. Stick around. Good stuff. High-level apologetics. God bless you. We're out.